Good morning and welcome again to Patriot Radio News Hour. That's first. It was so bad uh, that Ramon and I have decided we're going to start over. Uh, happy Monday to everybody. Joe Jacob, CEO, Patriot Trading Group, 800 951 I apologize. Obviously, we've been battling uh, some issues here with the studio. Uh, I actually believe I'm actually thinking we may have a handle on it. We we've got one more thing that we're going to do and um should allow us to have this problem solved after hopefully after today I'm going to go out and and replace some equipment on our board. Uh, I apologize, but Ramon just said it was so bad. Let's start all over again and let's try it all again. Uh so uh, happy Monday, obviously. Uh, I hope you survived the incredible monsoon season that Arizona's... I've never seen... I haven't seen a monsoon, monsoon season like this in... Man, it's been so, so long. Uh, just incredible amount of storms. Uh, I was coming into work today. They're talking about five out of the last six days. It's made it for a very, very muggy uh, valley of the sun, uh, which... All of a sudden, you know, when you're talking about 100-plus degree temperatures, which most locals will tell you, 100 degrees is not bad here. It really isn't. Uh, but you just throw in a little bit of humidity, and all of a sudden, it's not it's not the greatest. I'm ready for it to be over. Let's just put it that way. We got another month or two uh, of this, and then hopefully it'll start cooling down, and we'll get back to some of the greatest weather on Earth. Uh, but until that time, we'll have to to bear down and get through it all. We've got uh, everything down today. It's been a crazy, crazy Monday morning. And actually, most of this happened while we were asleep. And isn't that really how it works now, right? They 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 always try to pretend like there's law and order when the U.S. markets are open. But but when all the news that really matters always seemingly happens while we're sleeping. Uh, gold's at eleven hundred ninety-four dollars. Yeah, you heard it right. Eleven ninety-four. We're we're looking at. I'm I'm going to say at least eleven ninety. Uh, and and then if eleven ninety doesn't hold, we'll look at eleven eighty. Silver's at fifteen oh four. The Dow's down triple digits, and we've got all this stuff happening with uh, Turkey. Uh, Turkey, the seventeenth largest GDP in the world. So they. You know, when you look at uh, issues like Greece, remember Greece, they weren't even in the top 50. Uh, so, so Turkey, a much bigger animal. The Euro's getting smacked around today as uh, most of the European banks, and, and the ones that hold most of Turkey's debt, it's not the good ones. And what I mean by that, Germany doesn't hold them, right? England's not holding them, right? It's Spain, it's Italy, it's France. Uh, all of these countries whose whose banks are not the strongest, and, and really, uh, Italy today made, making more demands out of the ECB. Uh, Italy is demanding that the European Central Bank start manipulating Italian bonds, and if they don't, they're threatening to leave the EU. I mean, that's what we come down to, right? The central banks now have to manipulate everything, and 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 to try to give us this thought of prosperity, and I'm watching Golden and thinking to myself, 
man, this has been a very interesting, especially the last couple of months. What's going on? Right? You know, think about what the headlines are. Uh, we've got the trade war, right? The, with the Chinese, we've already, what are we up to? We've got 50 billion on each side. We, we're, we're saying, I want to say, isn't it August 23rd? We're supposed to do 200 billion and the Chinese are going to retaliate. We've got a currency war. We even though they don't want to admit it with, with, with China as well. We have record levels of what we'll call non-recession slash peacetime debt in recorded history. The debt has never been this high. Matter of fact, uh, July debt numbers came out uh, Friday and, you know, reported over the weekend. We are now at $21,345 Well, let's just run it. $21,350,000,000,000 in national debt. We'll hit that $22 trillion mark before the end of the year. You know, think about, we just got to 21. I mean, we just rolled over 21 this year. We're going to hit 22 before the year even ends. Uh, and nobody wants to talk about it. I'll break down, by the way. Uh, tax collection. Yes, we hit a record amount of taxes for individuals, but because of the tax, uh, the Trump tax cuts, the government actually has brought in less tax revenues this year than last year. The problem is spending's up 10%, uh, which leads you to a budget deficit growing by 20%. Uh, we have uh, the issues, the trade issues with, with in NAFTA with Canada and Mexico, and and you and you you start thinking about we've had troubles in uh, debt auctions in Japan, in Italy, and central banks having to intercede. And and over the weekend, the Italian uh, government saying that if the ECB will not guarantee the bond spread between Italian bonds and German bonds that they will leave the EU. In other words, they want their, you know, the interest that they have to pay to be a lot less. Uh, of course, shouldn't be a lot less because it's a lot more risky. So all of these things playing out and gold's down, right? You start thinking, really? Gold's down? Right, we have inflation way above target, right? Of course, you know, it's so funny. Nobody talks about that. The central bank, oh, we've got this 2% inflation target, right? And and for years, they would say, oh, it's not at our target. It's not at our target. Now it's way over the target. And what do they say? Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, we're not going to overreact. It's fine. We're going to raise a quarter of a point, and we'll act like we're actually doing something. Uh, the The... The whole thing really just makes me think about what is really going to happen, right? Because this is how, usually how it works. We, we see, especially at the end of things, we see uh, the, the central banks try to pretend that everything's wonderful. We see the stock market, uh, which obviously has been down here the last few days, and, and it's not at record highs, but it's, it's pretty close. I mean, you know, the Dow's at least where it was when the year started, the NASDAQ's a little higher, the S&P's higher, and, and you start to think about what really is going to happen when they really see what's happening out there. I told you all along, they never fixed this debt problem. 
They, they, they tried to cover it up. They tried to make you feel better about it. And now we're starting to see all these other countries wobble, right? I, I liken it to retail, right? We see, uh, who was it? The mattress from 3,000 locations. I heard this morning, they may close all of them, right? And how all these retail stores have been shuttered and closed. And, and they're trying to act like it doesn't matter. And, and you know what? You, you think about this housing sales are down. Car sales are down. And, and, and yet, you're right. Gold's down too. Really? It makes no sense. And, and what I'm, what I'm talking about now is safety. that we, we saw problems. Remember the crisis? We saw problems in Cyprus. We saw it in Greece. And then they fixed it, right? Everything's fixed. Nobody has to worry. Now Turkey's got problems, and and now I, you know, South Africa and Brazil are kind of wobbling here, and they're trying to to say it's contained, right? Remember the housing? Oh, it's a subprime crisis. It's contained, and think they would turn? Oh, it's Turkey, and you know they they're doing things we don't like, and it's a Turkey thing, and it's not going to spread. It is, right? And then you think about Italy and Spain. And, and the fact that what Italy said today, it's shocking to me, right? Uh, issuing the ultimatum that, hey, we'll bring down the entire euro uh, if you guys uh, don't want to play ball with us. And then Goldman Sachs uh, just came out with a warning about uh, sales at U.S. companies, talking about uh, exposure uh, to these emerging markets, a weak uh, financial quarter, according to Goldman. Uh, they're, they're saying that the emerging markets, uh, which are Brazil, Russia, India, they actually put China in there as well. They said that 47% of, co- of, of companies are looking at big exposure to those four countries. And again, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and they said that the emerging markets are, are really starting to hemorrhage. They're talking about Turkey. Uh, they said that it doesn't even take direct exposure to Turkey. It just has to do with all the emerging markets. And they're talking about uh, the, the basket and, of course, currency exchange and the dollar and all of those things. Uh, and I'll just give you a list of the companies. Las Vegas Sands, right, casinos, right? Wind Resorts, Casinos, Micron Technology, uh, Navita, uh, Kansas City Southern, which was a surprise to me, Citigroup, Abbott Labs, Morgan Stanley, right? You get the idea. And all of this exposure in the markets are trying to act like somehow it's going to be fine. And, right, they keep talking about, hey, well, we've got great GDP, but you got great GDP because we blew up the debt. Uh, July deficit numbers were up 89%. Shh, don't tell anybody. Listen, it's okay. I actually love it. I'm great. I'm glad gold's down. Really, because it allows you to buy at a much cheaper price point. Because let's face it, the realities are this thing's coming. And again, they're pretending like they've got it under control, just like they've always had. And, and you know, when you sit there and you look at, wait a minute, the debt jumped 89% month, month, uh, year over year as far as July to July. So July 2017 to July 2018, the debt jumped 89%.
over the weekend, right? I remember Thursday and Friday, I told you the debt just got to $21.3 trillion. You look at it today, we just added $50 billion more over the weekend. And nobody wants to pay attention. And you look at the, the bond rates, the bond yields are actually falling. Ten-year note got below 2.9. And the reason is, allegedly, all everybody's running for safety. Listen, we know what the safest metals in the world are. That's gold. You look at import numbers, and we got data. We haven't gotten out of China yet. We got data out of India. Uh, gold imports blew up, right? Of course, the India is out there. They're buying the dips. Uh, they're getting ready. Of course, they're one of the countries whose currency has been battered around. And when you look at, really, when you look at gold's performance, it's almost invaluable in Venezuela. Uh, gold's done its job in Europe. It's done its job in Great Britain. It's done its job in Turkey, India, right? Uh, China, all of these countries who have been devaluing, uh, really done its job here because, right, we've got this quote unquote dollar rally, something we have never seen over the, you know, think about it. It's been about 120 days and the dollar's up, what, 10, 11, 12% in 120 days. And they're trying to say this is normal. It's not normal. It's anything but normal. And really what you have to start focusing in on is why. Why is this happening? And right, and you can go all the way back, all the way back to the financial crisis. It's a debt problem, right? And and for at least today, we've got a little bit of growth. When that growth goes away and they start focusing in on what it was that got us there, it was more deficit spending. Is that real growth? I mean, when you add $1.5 trillion to get one quarter of 4%, is that a victory lap? Patriot Radio News Hour halftime on a Monday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. As the judicial season drew to a close for the summer, conservatives were rewarded with a number of big wins. From the travel ban case to the union case, the victories just kept coming. However, we would do well not to let the important win in the National Institutes of Family and Life Advocates versus California Attorney General Javier Becerra become buried in this cascade of triumphs. In that case, the High Court ruled it unconstitutional for a state to force crisis pregnancy centers to provide abortion information. The constitutional implications of this decision are broad, sweeping principles which could spell victory for other important cases for years to come. Unbeknownst to most people, the First Amendment protection of free speech does not merely allow people to say things that other people do not like. The same protection also prevents an individual or organization from being compelled to say something they do not want to say. That is exactly what was at stake in the NIFLA case. A California law was forcing crisis pregnancy centers to post information about abortion services in their facilities. Obviously, this struck at the very heart of what crisis pregnancy centers are all about. To defend this outrageous law, California liberals argued that professionals like those at the clinics can be compelled to say certain things because they are speaking in their capacity as professionals and not in their capacity as individuals. The Supreme Court did not agree with California liberals. 
In the majority opinion, Justice Clarence Thomas explained that, quote, this court has never recognized professional speech as a separate category of speech subject to different rules. Speech is not unprotected merely because it is uttered by professionals, end quote. These clear words from Justice Thomas are a breath of fresh air for free speech and pro-family advocates. I applaud the High Court for this judicious decision, and I strongly urge the Senate to confirm only a lover of free speech to Justice Kennedy's vacated seat. We need strong decisions like the NIFLA decision to uphold the free speech rights that define American liberty. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, I've got three cases. So that's 75 rolls. 1,500 ounces of backdate Silver Eagles. Uh, they're $360 a roll. Uh, there's still some of the rounds, those Buffalo rounds at $340. Uh, but if you want backdate Silver Eagles, those are at $360. Uh, I actually I have what, 10, 12 rolls here in stock here in Phoenix if you want to come and pick those up. And then we have an item that we haven't run in a long, long time. Uh, I was looking at it. Matter of fact, I was talking to Jason this morning, and we were kind of looking at gold, looking at silver, and we were going over pricing and all that stuff. And we saw platinum. Platinum down near $800. So we had Wendy make a call uh, to the bullion bank. Uh, We have one ounce platinum they're platypuses wendy platypuses australian platypuses it's a coin not the bar the coin uh which is a big difference uh nine hundred dollars on platinum one ounce platypuses today i will say this right now i have i believe and i didn't have enough time to research this morning i believe this is the longest on record where it's well you know going back to the 70s because gold was was not allowed to be freely traded until after 1971 um where platinum has been below gold for this long normally you know platinum uh runs higher than gold and right now it's been lower than gold here going on a couple of years uh this is the cheapest uh, that I remember selling platinum in, in a long time. I mean, platinum hit an all-time high of like $2,300 to the ounce. Uh, so one ounce platinum platypus coins at $900. Backdate silver eagle rolls, $360. Uh, the rounds at $340 at 800 951 I won't say platinum is like rhodium. Remember we made that rhodium call. Matter of fact, rhodium is over two grand. Uh back when rhodium was in the in the low five hundred. Uh but this is one of those things where at least on the platinum side of it, I think it makes a good idea to pick a few up. 
right? You don't want to build a portfolio on on platinum, but when it's, I mean, you're thinking about platinum right now, and it's what uh, almost four hundred dollars less than gold. Uh, I just think it's a, a good opportunity. Uh, at $900 to start, you know, add a few of those. Remember, we used to mint platinum in the United States. We made the platinum eagles. We don't anymore. Platinum a very hard metal, and it tears up the machine, so they stopped making them here in the U.S. Uh, but these are the uh, Australian platypuses. They're at 900 uh, I think it's definitely a great way to get in into the metals and, and have that possibility of a big upside you know, I don't, we normally listen. You don't buy hard assets because you think they're going to, you know, triple and quadruple and act like a tech stock and all of those things. Uh, but I do think I think platinum is way undervalued. One of the things that actually uh, led me to it today was the issues with the South African currency. When well, we were asleep. Turkey took a tumble. And then it really hit South Africa. They called it a flash crash where the South African currency dropped 10%. And, and of course, there was a lot of talk. And then we had not that we've talked about it, but they're talking about uh, taking more land away from the white farmers. And we know how that works. Uh, we, usually what ends up happening when they do that is all of a sudden farm yields go way down and all that other stuff. So there could be some turmoil, more turmoil brewing in South Africa, which is where the majority of that platinum is produced. Uh, so you could be setting yourself up for some nice returns. Uh, so that's why we ran it today. 800-951-0592. Uh, now a must look at for me. This is something where I would only maybe once a month go look at it, uh, but the Treasury statements, I now got to go out there almost every day now because I'm finding you always find a lot of great new information out there. Uh, they released their tax receipts for July. And here's how it came in. They collected $225 billion, which is not a lot. And granted, July is not a big month. Uh, be, because uh, most people, you know, you don't have like April's a big month and and uh, the quarterlies uh, are bigger, you know, the, the, the Marches and the Junes and, and things of that because corporates, a lot of corporates play, pay quarterly. Uh, but they collected only $225 billion. And here's what makes that so important. That's way down from what they collected last year. So we're starting to see now the Trump tax cuts really starting to bite into government revenue. $110 billion came from individual taxes, $91 billion in Social Security and payroll taxes. And that was shocking me. I was like, wow. Right? We're almost to the point where Social Security uh, taxes and individual taxes are even. And, of course, we know Social Security, that trust fund, getting deleted a lot faster than they've been telling us. Of course, if you listen here, I've been keeping you apprised. You know when it's going to happen. Uh, $4 billion in corporate taxes. You heard that right, $4 billion. Now, granted, July's not a big month, but $4 billion, that was it. Uh, $20 billion in other taxes and duties. It was down 2.9%. Let's call it 3% from what was collected last year. Uh, and now we're 
we're we're seeing where tax collections are coming in less. Unfortunately for us, spending is rising. Matter of fact, government spending jumped 10%. So we had an increase in the July federal budget deficit of 89%. Uh, the deficit, by the way, $77 billion in, in, in July. It's one of those good deficit months. Last year, it was only $43 billion. Here's where we spent the money. And this is kind of uh, where we need to, to be careful. $83 billion in Social Security. Okay? $24 billion in Medicare. So you add those two numbers up. That's $107 billion. If you go back up to the number I just gave you, we only collected $91 billion in FICA, right, which is Social Security, the payroll tax. So you can see where already we are running, and, and again, this was a July number, uh, significantly less money coming in. So you do the math, and you're like, hey, wait a minute. That's a hundred and seven billion, and you only collected ninety-one billion. I mean, I know I went to public school, but that's sixteen billion. You times that by twelve, that's a deficit of almost two hundred billion dollars. See where the trust funds going? But don't worry, nobody's talking about that. Let's talk about Turkey instead. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. The Dow's down 120 points. Uh, gold's down 16. Crude, I don't know what's happening, crude, but it's getting hammered down. Dollar 78 down 2.63 percent on crude oil. Uh, we're talking about the the Treasury statement coming. This was a July number, uh, and just blowing out deficits now, according to the data points. Uh, Social Security and Medicare. That number, that deficit, getting real big. Remember. Uh, they said 2018, what, 90 days ago, not even, what, 45, 60 days ago, they finally admitted 2018 is going to be a deficit even after paying the, what I'll call the interest on the fake, uh, trust fund, right? We're still going to run a deficit. If July is any indicator, which it, you know, July's just nothing special month. Uh, you're looking at a deficit that, could easily be over $200 billion uh, in 2018. Uh, they, they actually broke down the spending. Uh, when you look at it, here's the big numbers. $83 billion in Social Security, $24 billion Medicare, right? And so you add those together, right? There's $107 billion. Defense, $49 billion. Again, a big piece of that GDP, by the way, is that number. Right, because a big increase in in defense spending, uh, which is leading to the blowing up of the debt. But how about this one? Interest on the debt. So, Social Security number one, right? Defense forty nine billion number two. Interest on the debt now number three at thirty five billion. Then Medicare at twenty four billion. All the other governments, so that's $191 billion of spending on just those four items. All other spending only equaled $111 billion. So think about this. In other words, the only way we could have balanced the budget is to essentially eliminate almost all other spending on everything. 
right? When you think about, except for Social Security, Defense, Medicare, and interest on the debt, here, I'm going to give you something here. By the end of the year, you won't be able to do it. In other words, you can get rid of everything else, and it still won't be enough. That's how big uh, these numbers are getting. By the way, the deficit for the first 10 months of the year, $684 billion. Remember, last year, we only hit 665 666 So with two months still to go, we've already eclipsed it. Remember, I told you, somewhere between 900 and a trillion, and that's going to be the small number. Remember, that's just the small number. Uh, by the way, that is up 28% year over year. Uh, the New York Federal Reserve. So that was the Treasury, right? That's what I found. I'm digging through the Treasury statements. That's what we come up with. Uh, then I start looking at the Federal Reserve because they're always publishing stuff. And a lot of it is, it, it's so boring. It, I'd rather watch paint dry. Uh, but but when you look into some of the things that that when you hear them speak on TV or you hear people talk about what the Fed is up to, you really I really start to question because that's not what what they're saying doesn't equal what people are telling them because they're always gathering information. They said, according across the United States, this was out of the New York Federal Reserve, they found declines in one-year expectations on earnings growth. They found declines on one-year expectation on household spending, stock prices, and house prices. Now, of course, they're telling you every time they come on TV, they tell you how Incomes are keep going up. Of course, I tell you the real data doesn't support that at all. And even then, this is this isn't even actual data, right? This is one of those surveys which always seems to be way too high. And even that, they can't get the answers they're looking for. Median one year ahead earnings. So that means wage growth fell two point seven percent in July. Dipping below the range that it's been holding since November of 2017. In other words, right, when everyone thought the Trump tax cuts were coming, we're all going to make a bunch of money, everyone's going to have all this. Remember, everyone's going to make an extra $4,000. and all. Of course they weren't, and they didn't. And now the surveys, people are starting to what realize, hey, wait a minute, I, I'm not going to make all that extra money. And you know how Americans all are. We love to spend money before we have it. Uh, it's got me nervous. It really does. When we talk about GDP, and I keep telling you, we're going to slow down from here. Four one's probably the top. Maybe, and maybe the tariff thing can help us. What I mean by that, if Trump's really going to put the two hundred billion dollars and more in tariffs, in we may get a surge of of. Uh, of uh, GDP growth because people try to get the stuff before the tariffs go in. Uh, but the fourth quarter uh, will not, I don't think the fourth quarter has any chance of even being anywhere close to 3%. It's, I, I, I just don't. And, and really, these numbers uh, say it all. Median home price expectation falling to the lowest level since October of 2016. 
uh, median household spending growth fell also barely at the now it, it's at the very low end of the range it said uh, expectations that will go lower next year uh, which is obviously right we just got the tax cuts uh, from this year you know we've heard about tax cuts 2.0 3.0 4.0 everybody now is doubting that that's going to happen uh, and this was, again, this is out of the New York Federal Reserve. And again, I, I, I just scratched my head and I'm watching these things happen. And, and I really just think about, right, this, this is kind of the end of these bubble cycles where they pretend that all this bad stuff doesn't matter. And then they, they start looking at actual data. And now uh, the actual data hasn't been that great. But now even the survey data starting to betray them uh, could be a great opportunity Final segment on this Monday, Dow's down 125, gold's down 17, uh, and crude oil, uh, at least from a percentage point down the biggest. I was trying to figure it out, and then I saw this. This is Reuters, and, and talking about this trade war. Remember this trade war with China? I don't think this is an easy win like a lot of people think. Really interesting. Uh, Chinese en- energy giant PetroChina. By the way, they were the first company, I did not know this, to hit a trillion dollars in market cap. Uh, they have since lost that long before Apple had done it. Uh, but apparently over the weekend, the Chinese uh, and their giant PetroChina had reached a deal to buy liquefied natural gas from Qatar. Now, Qatar is the, remember they had the embargo on Qatar, the other Middle Eastern country, Saudi Arabia and all that, and of course now what does China do? Eh, you know what? We're going to help them out. And it turns out the deal is so big that PetroChina now says that they may halt purchases of U.S. liquefied natural gas uh, throughout the winter. So they've signed a deal with Qatar to buy liquefied natural gas from them. Apparently, they've got a lot of that. Who knew? Uh, but they are a they have a huge supply of liquefied natural gas. Uh, Reuters and now Bloomberg is following it up with Reuters, saying yes, this is exactly what they what what has happened. PetroChina will boost buying of spot cargoes uh, from other countries. Uh, outside of the U.S. and uh, to avoid paying tariffs. And they said that China Natural Petroleum Corp. Uh, would not immediately comment, uh, but they said that they now have a deal in place with Qatar uh, to buy its liquefied natural gas from them. Uh, so that may be a reason why uh, we see a big fall in the energy complex today. Uh, and again, the Chinese proving to be very, very difficult uh, in dealing with these trade negotiations. Uh, the big news of the day, I guess, was Turkey. My my feeling is they just want to cover up what really is happening. The debt blew out. Another big blowout uh, in the debt in July, an 89% increase year over year, you know, month on month, year over year. Now the debt up 28 
5% in the first 10 months of this year. Uh, look for it to continue. We can only avoid it for so long. Uh, today's special, one ounce palladium, or no, not palladium, platinum, excuse me, one ounce platinum coins, the platypuses, platinum platypuses, $900 on the platinum platypuses. You know, you got platinum almost $400 an ounce below gold. I wouldn't call it, it's not a, a you know, $550 rhodium, but it's pretty close. Add some to your portfolio. It could be one of those uh, with oversized gains. Remember uh, early in the broadcast, we told you about how South Africa's currency felt the aftershocks of what was happening in Turkey. Uh, plus, they've got some unrest there talking about taking more land away from white farmers. Uh, the majority of the platinum in the world comes from South Africa. If that leads to some slowdown in production there, uh, you can see a big boost in the platinum price here. So take advantage of that. And then we got some backdated Silver Eagles at 360 a roll. 800 951 Radio News Hour. Everybody have a great day. I'm going to try to get this thing fixed.